This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com. Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. College Sports unfiltered.com. Hey, it's Frank Caliendo, and I'll be back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, Miss- I should have fixed this. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, for the fourth annual Last for Life comedic event. Mississippi, of course, home of Morgan Freeman and Brett Favre. August 2nd, might have said that already, and we'll see you there. Hakuna Potato. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. If this is your first time listening, we're here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Got a lot of different ways you can listen. iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, etc., etc. Go to jamiearrington.net slash to the top talk. If you have any trouble finding us, there's links to all the ways you can listen to us on that page. Uh, we're getting into the summer months, so we're going to just keep it simple with some some great interviews that we've got lined up. Uh, before we get to that, shout out to everybody who came out to Hub City Comedy's ninth anniversary show at Brewski's this past Friday night in Hattiesburg. Saw quite a few listeners there, quite a few friends. It was a great time, as always. All right, let's get into it. We've got one of the Southern Miss baseball greats on the show today. He just led his alma mater West Jones High School to a state title in baseball. Please welcome Jason visiting with our guest today, Trey Sutton. Joining us now, uh, a player that played at Southern Miss from 2005 to 2008, went to West Jones High School where he graduated. He's top 10 in seven offensive categories in USM history. Drafted by the San Francisco Giants in the 20th round in 2008, and the current head coach of West Jones in the 5A state champion baseball team of 2019. Welcome to the line, Trey Sutton. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are y'all doing? Man, doing fantastic. Uh, we, uh, it's, it's a good time to get you on right now. I mean, not only is baseball kind of heating up with the Golden Eagles, but, um, but you guys coming off that, that state title, man, that must have been, uh, that must have been kind of a kind of a dream come true, huh? Yeah, it was. It uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, you know, having graduated from there and played there and, and wanted to win one there as a player. Um, and and you know you you don't want to you graduate, you think your chances are are gone, and then you get a chance to go back to coach there and and to win one going back there as a coach was was pretty fun. Right, um, and you know we mentioned that you went to uh, to West Jones High School, played for Wade Clark there, um, a uh, three-time 4A All-State selection, three-time first-team All-District selection, District Player of the Year as a senior, named District Defensive Player of the Year as a junior, Team Most Valuable Player as a sophomore. So it seems like from an early age you kind of started uh, establishing that leadership role, and, um, and it looks like that's translated into a in kind of a career in baseball. 
Yeah, it. Uh, you know, I was I had the opportunity to to play as a tenth grader there for Coach Clark, and and really, uh, you know, my dad coached me. My dad played baseball at, at Mercer University in Bellhaven um, in college. So you know, he coached me a lot as a as a kid, and and obviously uh, learned a lot from him. And and then Coach Clark up at West Jones just you know kind of. I mean, took me and 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 helped me develop even more uh, as a as a baseball player. So, a lot of credit goes to him for my high school years and my high school success, and and then you know having the opportunity to go play in college. Sure. Now, you also you didn't just only play baseball, right? You played other sports while at West Jones. Yeah, we uh, I played so- uh, basketball until the ninth grade. And soccer too, and and you know the way basketball season and soccer season run together, I had to kind of pick one in the ninth grade, and and I went with soccer. So I played, uh, you know, from the time I could walk, just about I I played anything and everything, um, and kind of ended up being soccer, basketball, baseball guy, and then had to had to pick soccer and and played, you know, through high school playing soccer, and then obviously baseball too. And I, I kind of traveled a similar path throughout high school and on into college. But um, can you talk? And I always thought that, that playing soccer specifically uh, helped me out with everything. Um, th- did you feel the same way uh, as far as like? I mean, you're a head coach now. Would you encourage your players to to play as many sports as possible, or, or do you find that uh, kind of specializing? Because um, it seems like year by year it gets more just specialized, and these kids are like 10, 12 years old, and they pick a sport. Um, how, how do you see that going down? Uh, I mean, I we we try to support our kids whatever they want to do. If they want to specialize early, then then we'll do that. If but I also you know I'm I'm definitely not against being a multi sport athlete because that's what I did. You know we have we have a few football players. We've had a couple soccer players and a couple basketball players that that play baseball too. So um, I you know looking at it from a multi-sport perspective, you know, the benefit to me of playing more than one sport is, is that, you know, in other sports you're practicing and and developing, you know, athletic movements that you may not be getting in baseball, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, or, or you take soccer, for example, you know, you run a lot when you play soccer. So you kind of build up your, your stamina and your conditioning, your leg strength and, um, and soccer's, you know, soccer's really a. I mean, it, it's a it's an athletic sport. It's a lot, it's a lot rougher than people realize too. Sure. Um, I remember, I remember, you know, in high school, I think the only injuries I had were broken noses playing soccer. So, <laughs> um, it uh, it's it's physically challenging and physically demanding, and and there's a lot of good things that can come from playing that sport. For sure, man. Um, so it, and and. Not only athletically, but you but you excelled in the classroom as well. Um, I'm looking at 2007 NCBWA All American, uh, 2007 Academic All American, three time Conference USA, uh, 2008 preseason All Conference USA. I mean the the the, the uh, accolades just seem to follow you all the way through college. And we'll get into your time at Southern Miss here in a minute. But um, we mentioned the athletic side, um, but talk about the academic side a little bit. Uh, just Put, you always believed in putting forth full effort uh, on and off the field. Yeah, I mean, it, and that you know that was kind of instilled in me by my parents, and 
and um and I'm I'm by nature a competitor anyway. So I walk into a classroom and I I see twenty people that I'm trying to beat. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's something we stress to our kids too. Is is you know we're all playing sports now as as young people and young adults, but there's going to come a day where you know somebody tells you that you can't play anymore for whatever reason. Either you're not good enough, or you're hurt, or or you get too old, or whatever the case may be. So there's always got to be some kind of fallback plan. Um, so education is very important. We stress that to our kids a lot, especially, you know, our, our baseball players that go on to play at the collegiate level. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to multiple people about, you know, division one college baseball is really handicapped by having just 11 scholarships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more, the more, uh, academic money you can get the more um just scholarships besides that athletic money is really going to benefit anybody who's capable of playing at the d1 level and at the juco level you know the higher act score you know you know you get to a certain level on act scores and a lot of those juco's can can get a lot of your your tuition paid for so there's a lot of benefits to you know to having good grades and um and not only that but it, you know, it kind of teaches them, you know, we kind of, we kind of compare it to having a job later in life, you know, showing up every day, being in school every day, you got to be there. Uh, if you're not going to be there, you need to let somebody know, um, those kind of things, just kind of teaching personal responsibility and accountability with, with what they're, they're doing right now that will hopefully prepare them for later in life. For sure. And, you know, you mentioned that being a competitor thing. Uh, believe me, I saw that last year in the adult Hattiesburg Kickball League. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we had one of our one of our girls playing right center, and you just knocked it off the wall, and she didn't know what to do. <laughs> it, was, it was great. <laughs> that was fun. It, uh, I actually retired from kickball uh, after last year. I announced my retirement, and I think they're actually – starting to back up tonight because the same group I played with last year, I think they're playing again, but I, I hung them up. I hung up the kickball cleats. So I, I won't be out there. Well, good. That's, that's one thing we don't have to account for tonight. Um, <laughs> so look, so about your time at Southern Miss, um, we mentioned in the open that, that you, that you were kind of in the top 10 for just a, just a, a bunch of uh, categories, but I'll just run them down here for you. Uh, at bats third with 926 hits 327. Uh, number, that's number first with, uh, with 327 hits. Singles, you're in first place with 238. Runs, second with 220. Doubles, six with 56. Triples, fifth with 10. I know it's kind of weird, but still, top 10. Uh, baseball, based on balls, ninth at 104. So, I mean, do any of those records kind of mean more to you? I mean, with, with leading the hits, that that's a record that, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to beat just because you kind of got to come in from the get-go and, um, and start really producing, um, no pun intended, but right off the bat. So uh, do any of those records mean any more to you than the other one? Are you proud of more uh, of one more than the other? Yeah, I mean, they're all, I mean, it's, all it's all nice to, to, to see and, and to be recognized. I think if, if you had to pick one, it, it would, I mean, it, it would probably be the hits record. You know, there's been so many good hitters that have come through southern miss and there's there's probably been some hitters that only played their three years that had they played four years they probably would have broken it uh so you know it's kind of a you know you've 
you've got to almost play four years, which means some guys that are really talented that get drafted after three years, you know, like a Matt Walner mm-hmm. or somebody like that, you know, if he's stuck around, uh, I don't know where he's at on that, but those are, you know, you've got to be there four years and you've got to play from the get-go, like you said. And um, I just, I mean, I walked into a good situation when I got there as a freshman and uh, and and was given an opportunity to play early and, and just kind of kept myself in there. Um, you know, the year before I got there, it was Matt Shepard and Jared Hoffpower in the middle. So, um, and that was one thing that, was, that kind of attracted me here among many other things. But, you know, with those two guys, they're either – my mindset going in was either they're going to get drafted and, and I might have a shot to play early or I'll be there as a freshman and probably redshirt and, and learn from those two guys for a year. So it was win-win either way there. But, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of off track there. But, but back to the record, the, the hits thing is pretty cool, you know, with just with all the good players that have played there and um, throughout the years, so many good hitters that – um, you know, that's that's kind of a cool thing. Well, hopefully the same thing doesn't happen to you that happened to Mark Maddox, because as soon as I interviewed him, uh, Walner hit like five more homers. <laughs> <laughs> but but the good thing is, uh, you know, he, he would have to probably come back to even threaten this 327. I guess you're like Southern Miss's version of Pete Rose with this hit record. Um, but, hey, about Walner, real quick, we're going to get into this a little later, but we kind of brought it up already. Um any chance this guy comes back next year? Uh, I don't see it. I think he's too good of a player. I think he's too talented. I think he's I think he's gonna get drafted high enough that that, you know, it'll be money that he probably can't turn down. You know, we'd we'd love to see him back next year because that would be such a huge piece, but uh so, you know, if Matt listens to this, Matt, we want you back. <laughs> but but we understand that, you know, like I said, he's extremely talented and, and has a lot of good years of baseball left in him. And um, I think he's going to get drafted pretty high, which which will probably make it tough to turn down that signing bonus money in whatever slots he, whatever slot he's in there. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I'm like 98% sure he's going, but uh, who knows? You know, I like to keep that two percent open. I mean, heck, I was ninety-eight percent. Yeah. I was ninety-eight percent sure we we're going to lose that game yesterday too. So, um, right. Well, let's get to your 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 uh, time at Southern Miss, uh, and let's spend a little time with that. Um, like we said, two thousand five freshman year started sixty-one games at second base, uh, finished third on the team in hitting at three forty-six, fifteen doubles, four triples, six bombs, forty-one RBIs. And there's a stat that kept coming up when I was looking at your stats. Uh, it's this multiple hit game thing. So your freshman year, you had 28 multiple hit games. Um, that's that's 18 years old, right? Coming straight out of high school. Um, just talk about that transition to uh, the Division One level. Yeah, it, uh, obviously going from high school to Division One, everything, the whole game speeds up. Um, and you know, I there was. There was a tournament that I played in, in the, the summer after my junior and senior years in high school out in Joplin, Missouri, where uh, it was it was I can't remember I think it was the USA Baseball Tournament of Stars or something. But that that experience those two years I think helped me tremendously in just adjusting to a faster game because uh, you know we we played. Uh, 
you know, there were high draft picks coming out of high school that played out there every year. And, uh, you know, I wasn't on that level with, with those kind of guys. Like my second year out there, I played on a team with Andrew McCutcheon and we played against Justin Upton. And so <laughs> just a lot of talented guys out there that, um, like I said, I wasn't on that level, but, but just seeing, I mean, you're facing, you know, 85 to 92 arms every right. game you're playing out there. So uh, I think I think going out there and having a little bit of success, and um, I think it just helped me mentally a lot, just just seeing that. So, so then when you get to the D1 level, uh, it's not new to you. You know, you've kind of seen it. You've had a little bit of success against some of it. Uh, so then at that point, you know, and then once you get to college, the more consistently you see the better stuff, you know, the the faster velocity, the better breaking balls. Uh, you know, in college now you've got guys throwing change-ups and splitters that they can actually locate pretty well. And so it's all an adjustment. But, but I really think those two summers out there playing with some really, really good players and having a little bit of success just helped me a lot mentally going into – the division one level, uh, as far as adjusting to that at the plate. And, um, I just, you know, there was, there was definitely times my freshman year where, where I was learning and struggling and, um, but, you know, I was just able to, to step in for whatever reason and, and just kind of click a little bit. You're, uh, and, and you kept it going after that freshman year, sophomore year, I'm looking at 375, um, 31 multiple hit games. Your junior year, you just went crazy. Led the Golden Eagles in almost every offensive category, uh, including batting average at 368, runs 69, hits 88, doubles 18, triples 3, and on base percentage. So just kind of a one-man wrecking crew uh, that year. Um, but but into that sophomore, junior, and I guess even into your um, senior year, um, did you feel yourself kind of becoming more of a uh, more of a leader? on the team and, and was that a leader by example uh leader you know uh, a vocal leader um h- how did those your your next two to three years in, in college h- how did that end up shaping up for you just athletically and maybe just from a leadership standpoint yeah i think you know as a freshman um as a freshman you kind of come in and keep your mouth shut and and just kind of <laughs> get the get the feel for what's going on and you know coming in as a freshman we had guys on the team still like Bo Griffin and Brad Wilcutt and Jason Lowry, uh, you know, guys that that had been there a long time. Um, so you kind of watch how they go about their business and, and you watch what they do and, and listen when they speak because, uh, you, know, you know, there are multiple times where uh, one of those guys would, would jump on me for, you know, not doing what I should be doing. And, and that was just part of it. You know, it's, it's kind of a, an accountability thing within the clubhouse that, you know, this is how we do things. This is how we're going to do things. And if you don't do them that way, then you're going to hear from us. So, um, and, and I think every good team has that healthy, uh, account accountability within the locker room where you have older guys, you know, the coaches can't see everything. The coaches aren't going to see everything. So you've got to have players who kind of, bridge that gap too uh so you know being around those guys and seeing how they did it um you learn that way and then kind of gradually as as you as you produce a little bit and um you obviously try and lead by example 
you know, both in the classroom and, you know, being at everything, being at the weight room on time, being there every day, just showing up and, and getting after it every day. Um, so that combined with, you know, kind of having a little bit of success, uh, you know, it, you kind of work yourself into that leadership role and, and every team needs that because you have older guys that leave. And so now who's going to fill that void? Who's going to, who's going to step up and, and be that next guy who, whether, you know, vocally or, or just by example, you've got to have those. So there were guys on, on all those teams I played, played on that, uh, some of them were more vocal guys. Some of them just kind of led by example. Uh, but, but whatever the case, you got to have, you got to have some of those guys. Now, did you grow up, uh, as a, as a Southern Miss fan? Um, not too far away, just right down the road and, and around the Laurel area. Um, were you, were you a Southern Miss fan through and through? Uh, growing up, well, we we moved to Hattiesburg when I was about seven years old, and and you know, so I I grew up going to games at Pete Taylor Park and 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 love Southern Miss. We moved to Laurel, and and I'm ashamed to say I I fell off the beaten path a little bit. I <laughs> I was uh I was kind of a fan of that of the team that that is out of Oxford up there. Oh. After after a few years, you know, the scales fell off my eyes and, and I saw the light again. So uh best decision of my life to, to end up coming back down here uh to play. So yeah, it's a shame to say, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't that's a dark period in my in my life. I don't want I don't like to go back there. Yeah, hey, hey, we, we we've all been there. We've all been there. And but <laughs> it, the good thing is you came back. Now, uh so you graduate in uh graduate from Southern Miss in uh two thousand and eight. Uh, a team that won 42 baseball games that year. Um, and everybody knows that follows Southern Miss knows kind of what happens in 2009. Um, could you see that this would be a team that would have the potential to get to Omaha? You know, I mean, it, it about, you know, if I remember correctly that, you know, that was a, that was a team that there was a lot of talk, there was talk during a lot of the year questioning, you know, whether or not they'd even get in a regional. I think that year, you know, we kind of snuck in and, um, but as a three, I think in, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a three. I think, uh, Elon was the two maybe. And then somebody else was the four and Georgia tech was the one, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, but you knew, like, and especially me having played with a lot of those guys, you knew there were a lot of talented guys on the team. Um, and just for whatever reason, they they didn't really click for a, pro, a, a prolonged period of time during the year. Uh, they saved it to the end, obviously, which, I mean, they got on a roll and, and nobody could beat them, which, uh, you know, if you want to be, if you want to be playing your best ball, that's, that's the time of the year you want to be doing it. So, um, I guess, you know, it, it kind of took some of us by surprise, I think, just because of, I guess the inconsistency a little bit during the year, but, uh, you know, that happens. And it, sometimes it's just about, you know, when do you get hot? You know, you know, you've got a good team. We hadn't really been clicking, yada, 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 but hey, we're here in the conference tournament and we start playing well and it just carries over to regionals and super regionals. And they kind of, I think they played at the end of the year how they were capable of playing all year. Let me ask you this. Coaching now, how long have you been at West Jones? Or how long have you been coaching? This past year was my sixth year coaching, my third at West Jones. If not coaching, what would you be doing? 
I really don't know. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I got a, I got a business degree and a master's in business, uh, and then went to work at Sanderson Farms. I went through their management trainee program in Collins and, and, you know, it's a great company. Uh, I just always kind of had an itch to, to be around the game still. So, uh, I've been there for four or five years and, and got a call and, uh, you know, I think it was, is Brad Hankins called me. His his son Carter Hankins, you know, has been on the football team the last couple of years. Um, but he called me and said he had a had an opening at Forest County HS, and uh, I kind of, you know, took the nine hours I had to take in the summer, those educational classes, and and I was, you know, when he called me, I was super excited about it, just to just to get back around the game, just to be um, be back around it. Uh, every day was was just really cool, and um, it's it's been fun ever since. I I don't regret getting into it at all, and I have loved doing it. Yeah, well, it seems like you've you've you you know you've pretty much found kind of what your what your purpose is, um, which is cool. Uh, but are there any aspirations of of coaching beyond high school? Uh, are you? I mean, I know you're happy where you are right now, and um kind of a legend around the area and just won the just won the state title but uh every coach it seems like a lot of coaches that i know end up bouncing around they either stay at one spot forever and never leave or they just bounce 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 uh through the ranks through junior college ranks senior college ranks and and the whole bit uh what 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 does trey sutton uh think about doing all that yeah i mean i you know as far as a high school job being being at your alma mater and and being in a, a situation that's just, uh, you know, I just, the situation I'm in at Western is just great with, with the support we have there from administration and, and parents and boosters. And, uh, so it's a great situation, you know, one that I, I don't, I don't see really wanting a, another high school job much, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of the, the best I could hope for there in my eyes. And, um, but at the same time, you know, it's something, you know, the college level has always been intriguing to me. You know, I, uh, having played at that level and, and, uh, each level you go up, it gets a little more, uh, detailed and, and, and the, you know, the players get better and, you know, it'd be fun to work with, with, uh, college level guys day in and day out. And, uh, but, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, there's, there's a lot of things about the college game coaching that is, that's different than high school when you look at recruiting and, and all of that and, and having to learn that, that side of it. So, you know, the, the college level is, is something that intrigues me and um, would be something that, you know, if somebody, you know, came asking about me, it, it, it would probably be something I would, I would check out and, and just see what, uh, what it was like and, and, and look into it. But, but I may not, you know, I want to leave the, the good situation I'm in here, but but it would definitely be something that I would want to look at and 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 look into. Well, let's talk about this state title team uh, for a minute. Um, congratulations on that state title. Um, where's the uh, Where's the trophy? The trophy right now is sitting in the front office at West Jones High School. Uh, we we uh, it rode the bus back with us. We buckled it up, and uh, <laughs> you know it's. It's been floating around at the school. People 
you know, looking at it. But it's it's been up in the front office kind of to, to show off, I guess, a little bit. So, uh, But it's, you know, a lot of years people people have wanted, wanted that trophy. And uh, so we'll let people get a little look at it when they, when they come by. I didn't know if there was any kind of uh, stories that you wanted to share about interactions with the trophy after the win, like any kind of Stanley Cup style uh, celebrations going on with that thing. Well, it uh, one pretty cool thing we, you know, one thing about West Jones is, like I mentioned just a second ago, the support is is pretty unbelievable. If you know anybody who saw, you know, our, our football team played in the state championship this past fall and uh, down here at uh, at Southern and and you know we our fans filled up the entire bottom section of of that of the I guess it would be the east side of the stadium but uh the support's unbelievable uh both uh you know parents and and our students are our students travel so well and um and we talk a lot to our kids we we talk all the time about you know we're as a baseball team you're playing playing for our team you're playing for the guys in that locker room but at a place like West Jones, you're you're playing for more than than just that. You're playing for, you know, your classmates. You're playing for your teachers. You're playing for that school. You're playing for the community. Uh, and so our our guys are really bought into that. They uh, they you know they understood going into the state championship and and really all year it's been talked about and, and people talk about it all the time. How you know West Jones is that team that always seemed to get close but could never win a championship and uh so they understood that and and they you know they really bought into uh playing for their classmates playing for their friends in the stands playing for their parents playing for the community so uh the other night when we won won the game and they presented us the trophy the first thing the kids did when they got their hands on it was was run it over there to the student section oh wow because uh, you know so i mean it, it just kind of embodied what what we've been what we've been preaching to them uh and the fact that you know their classmates and their friends they weren't on the team they weren't out there on the field with them but they wanted to share that moment with with all those kids and i've had i've had a couple of parents of of some of those kids in the student section tell me that you know their kids were like in tears because it was such a great moment for a community that's wanted a championship for so long and, and uh in a boys' sport, you know, one of the big three sports, and and had just had come so close for so many years. Um, it was it was just a great moment to see our our kids be able to share that with everyone there. Sure, man, it's a very very special moment. Um, but yeah, you had quite the squad this year. I'm looking at two players on the five A first team All State: Chris Riley and Colson Harris. Uh, second team: Walker Thompson, Cole Tolbert, and just a slew of players on the first and second team All District. Um, but the big one: uh, Dustin Dickerson, and one that USM uh, fans that are listening to this show are intrigued by because he's a Southern Miss signee. Uh, he's named the five A Player of the Year in Mississippi. Um, how good is Dickerson? I think he's going to be a really good player down here. I, uh, you know, I've been around him every day for three years, and um, he is—he's as elite a defender at, at the shortstop position at that age as I've seen. The, you know, 
I, you know, and it's not Dozier went on. You know, everybody knows how Dozier's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, has been an outstanding player. Um, but those two guys defensively, you know, having played with Dozier and then watching Dickerson every day, uh, those two guys are in a category by themselves to me defensively. Um, so it, uh, he's an elite defender. Uh, he's a guy, you know, he's got to get to college and put on some weight to get stronger. Uh, but everybody does that. You know, you get in that weight room four or five days a week during the fall and, and they they force it on you. You know, you're going to get stronger. You're going to get bigger. Um, he's a hezzy player. He understands the game. He knows what's going on. He thinks it well. Um, and, you know, his dad, you know, being uh, for a long time, he's he's been in professional baseball his entire career as a coach and a player and had been with the Baltimore Orioles for a number of years up there with Buck Showalter and, and was the infield coach and third base coach. So, you know, he worked with guys like Manny Machado and J.J. Hardy and uh, Jonathan Scope, you know, guys that have won gold gloves. Uh, so, you know, Dustin, I think, having been around that level of baseball a lot as a kid and, and growing up and having a dad who has been on at that level for, for most of his life, um, he, he can't help but, but think the game. I mean, he's kind of a – he thinks – he's like having a coach on the field. And uh, so he, he really thinks the game well, plays defense really well. Um, and I think his battle kind of come along as he gets stronger too. So I, I think he's going to be a really good player. And I, you know, on the mound, I don't, I'm not sure what their plans are for him down there. But you know, this year he was the last two years for us. He's been outstanding. He, uh, you know, kind of sits in those mid upper 80s, but he's, you know, touched some 90, 91, 92 a few times this year. So. He's got, he's a little, you know, he's not a real big kid. He's, he's 5'10", 5'11", and, and warm as they come right now, but, uh, his arm really works. He, you know, and like I said, as he gets stronger down there, um, I think, I think just putting some weight on and, and, and getting stronger, uh, will really, really help him. And so I'm excited. I, I'm excited that he's coming here. I'm excited to get to see him play a lot and, and still be around him because I, He's a he's a good kid and and he just loves playing the game. Yeah, man, very cool. Uh, we're excited to watch him play. At least I am. I know I am. Um, you mentioned Dozier. Um, you guys still in touch? Yeah, we see. I see Dozier when he comes comes back. You know, during the off season, they live here. Um, he's pulled every which way once he gets back. So sure, we, we usually get to play golf a little bit and. Uh, talk to him during the season here and there by text message, but uh, it's been awesome to see what he's done and, and keep up with with his career and um, you know just as humble a guy as they come to you know when he comes back on whenever you see him whenever whenever he's you know you're hanging out around him or whatever he's just the same guy that that you knew in college so he's a he's a real good guy awesome dude. And uh, just following him and the success he's had has been really fun to watch. What about uh, what about Wes Jones? What, what's what's the uh, future look like there? We got uh, you know, we, we're graduating seven guys this year, uh, all of which were were contributors. Uh, but we've you know, looking down the road, we've we've got some guys coming back that are that are uh, that are going to be good players. You know, we have the Talbert kid that. Cole Talbert had a good year for us, and 
Adam Bassett will be back as a senior, and he's been catching for us since the night since he was a ninth grader. So um, Sam Hill, look, we had a, we had this um, Sam Hill, our number three arm. He he didn't throw a pitch for us in the playoffs uh, just because Dickerson and Raleigh threw the ball so well. But I mean, he's an outstanding arm. Really came on this year. Um, big six six kid with you know good stuff and you know. He, he didn't throw a pitch for us this year and, and would have been, you know, one of the better arms that, that we would have faced during the playoffs. So, I mean, it, uh, we're excited about him coming back. Um, and Kelton Keene, you know, he had a good run in the playoffs for us. He's a, he'll be a senior also. So, you know, we're losing some key pieces, but we've got some key pieces coming back and we're going to be, we're going to be younger in some areas. Um, but we've got some kids that are coming that, that we feel like can step in and, and do a good job for us in the future. Sure. Um, there's so many things we can talk about with you here, but uh, I, I was, I, you know, I remember when you were in college, um, I remember seeing you at basketball games. I was sitting in G and you're of course over there in the student section. Um, but I think, you know, you've, you've kind of always been uh, passionate and about just getting out and supporting and uh, and doing all that stuff, and I know you still uh, keep your ear to the ground as far as uh, the happenings around uh, Southern Miss. Um, do you still come to the game, the basketball games at Reed Green? Yeah, we uh, not as often as I did in college. I don't think I missed a game in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, still go to some here and there. Uh, football games, obviously, um, and then baseball. Probably go to baseball more than any of them. Although, you know, during the spring, it's tough to get out there sometimes because a lot of the nights we're playing, too. Um, but it, um, it's fun to fun to go out still and, and, and watch watch games and uh, just get out and watch all the guys play. What do you think of, uh, what do you think of the uh, Ladner hire? I like it. Um, I think he's, you know, a guy that, that is familiar with Southern Miss and um, I think he's had some success everywhere he's been. So, um, I, I think, I think Southern Miss is a, is a unique school and that I think it benefits us when you get guys in here who truly understand Southern Miss, um, and, and are really bought into, uh, the school and, and this community. And, and I think, I think you have that in all three of the major sports right now, uh, with Hops and, and Ladner and uh, and Coach Barry, uh, you know I think they all uh, love the school and 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 truly want what's best for the programs that they're running. So um, I think anytime you get a guy like that, it's it, it's it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, and I can even argue it's even further up the ladder with uh, Jeremy McLean and with Dr. Bennett. Um, I think oh, yeah. we have kind of. Just uh, we, we've I don't know if we lucked into the situation or if we finally just got it right, but uh, I, I feel great about the uh, future of USM and and that really starts from the top down and um, I, I I really like where we are. Um, yeah. So yeah. so and and I'll get you out of here before long. But 
just from like from following you on Twitter and talking to people that you know, it just seems like you always wear your heart on your sleeve and are very passionate about things. And I've seen some rants on Twitter, which I thought were awesome. Um, I want you to give me a few thoughts <laughs> on, uh, on 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 some topics here. I'm just going to give you a, a word or a name or, or a phrase or something and just let you go with it. Um, okay. Scott Berry. Scott Berry is one of the best coaches uh, in the entire country. Um, and I, uh, there's, there's nobody that, that, uh, that I think sh- should be running this program other than Scott Berry. There's nobody that, that, uh, would do it any better than Scott Berry does. Um, and you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, <laughs> just, uh, I guess they don't think he's a good coach or what. Like, I don't know, but, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that, that, that until you're a coach, you can't truly understand everything that's going on. You can't, you know, it, every decision that, that him and that coaching staff make are, you know, the decisions they make are, are very informed decisions, and they're very—they're coming from very knowledgeable baseball minds. So, um, you know, and not—and and he'd be the first one to tell you too that not every decision he makes is the right one. Um, I, don't, I don't think any any good coach would would believe that every decision we make is is uh, is the right one. Uh, but you know, he. He's a very knowledgeable baseball man. He's a he's a very good teacher when it comes to life and how to grow up. So there's there's no other. I'll just leave it at that. There's there's no other there's no other man that should be running that program. And it might be along the same lines here, but what about Corky Palmer? Oh yeah, same thing. Uh, Corky Palmer, he. Uh, he yelled at me probably more than anybody he's ever yelled at the first two years I was there. You know, he was, he, he was kind of, he was kind of a coach that I felt like, um, you know, as a young player coming into the program, you look and see kind of the relationship he had with some of the older guys. Um, and as a young player, you want that, you know, but it was, it, you kind of had to earn that from him. Um, you kind of had to earn that trust from him, and um, and until <laughs> until you gain that trust, it could be rough sometimes. He would he would uh, he would really get you. But uh, you know, I throw he's in the same category as Scott Berry to me, and and in the fact that he's a, a coach that taught me a lot about baseball, taught me a lot about uh, just life in general, and and you know, looking back, you know all the butt chewings you get and all the pushing uh, to make you better, you know, you see why he did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, he's very dear to me and, and learned a lot from him, both baseball-wise and life-wise. And, uh, yeah, Scott Berry, Corky Palmer, two of the best. You mentioned um, this next thing I want to ask you about. You mentioned it earlier about uh, filling up that, that lower half of the rock. Uh, for the uh, football thing with uh, at the uh, state uh, championships for football last year, um, but w- what about fan support? Fan support could be better. Um, for whatever reason, I you know I 
I remember it as a student and uh and it frustrated me then too, but one of my one of my biggest pet peeves was walking around campus and, and seeing uh my fellow students wearing Ole Miss shirts, Mississippi State shirts, L S U shirts, Alabama you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it oh. that drove me absolutely up the wall. Like I, I wanted to be like you know, if you want to wear that shirt, you you could go to school there. But if you're going to go to school here, why not? Let's let's uh, you know, let's wear some Southern Miss stuff. Amen. Let's, instead of instead of uh, you know, I don't know. Instead of <laughs> going to Oxford every time they're in town or Starville every time they're in town, you know, we could try going going to some games here. <laughs> you know, so that you know it. Especially on the football side of things, I think we're in a tough uh, region, if you will, because you know the SEC is keen down here, and and I get tired of hearing about it. Um, Me too. But I I think it I think that's one thing that really works against us because it's like it's almost like a lot of because um, I you know I'm going off of what I remember from college and talking to people, um, but I, I feel like for some of, you know, I feel like for some people, Southern Miss is just like their other team, you know, like even though they went to school here, uh, you know, they're more invested in for whatever, I, I guess, because their the SEC games are on TV more. Uh, I don't know what it is, um, but it gets frustrating. Um, no, I got you. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I moved here in the 90s, early 90s, when, when Southern Miss football was you know, I mean, we're right in the middle. I mean, we had top 25 teams nearly every year. It seemed like our, you know, I remember Marshant Kenny and Todd Pinkston and, sure. and, uh, Pat Sertain, you know, I mean, just those guys and watching those guys and, and we beat some good teams. And, um, it's just, uh, you know, you, you wish we we could get back there where, where there's a lot of people coming to games on Saturdays too. Yeah, I mean, I think there's no better place to watch football than game day at the Rock. I mean, fr- from the from the word from tailgating to Eagle Walk, which has just transformed over the years, by the way, to this really awesome, cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's just all the pageantry to, to start off the game, and you know, I don't think there's anywhere better to go. But all you can do is just keep bringing people out, let them see how cool it is, and then, by the way, win. You know, that might be one right. thing that's hurt us here recently is we win a lot of away games and not so much at the home, but. Uh, Last thing before we get you out of here, man. This is something that's, that's near and dear to I think everybody that that played any sort of sport or just um, re- recognizes kind of where we are financially um, at Southern Miss. But talk a little bit about just any fundraising arm for USM, but specifically like the Eagle Club. I mean, how important to you is Eagle Club and just giving back in general? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the Eagle Club helps helps make things run. Um, Especially, you know, you know, getting back on the SEC topic, you know, we don't get we don't get money every year for wearing three letters on our jerseys. You know what I mean? Like we we don't we don't have the benefit of of just a large athletic budget, and and so it. I mean, the Eagle Club is so important, just you know, for the school. I mean, it. it any in a situation like us, I feel like any any money given, uh, you know, we rely so much on on those people. Um, 
and you look at a at a group like the dugout club too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean a lot of the stuff that that we're able to do as a baseball program at Southern Miss is in large part because of the fact that we have such a good dugout club and, and there's people who uh are really, really invested in, in making that program great. Uh so and you know, so it we gotta have it. You know, it's it's tough to and I see it now too as a you know, being a high school head coach, there's there's so many things you wanna do and there's so many things you wanna uh, whether it's facility wise or whether it's uniform wise or, or whatever, whatever it may be, you can't do any of it without money. Uh, so it, you know, even on the smaller scale that, that I deal with at the high school level, uh, we have great support at West Jones financially around the community because, you know, people, people want to see our program be successful. So people are so invested. Uh, both time-wise and and money-wise, and and giving to our program, uh, and and you can't run it. I mean, you can't run a, a successful operation without without money, and it just, I mean, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, Eagle Club, Dugout Club, all that stuff, Hardwood Club for basketball. You know, it all is is a must. It's it's all got to be there because um, obviously, the more giving and the more support that we have. Uh, the more that we're able to do. Yeah, and the good the good part about it is we talked about it before, but just I mean not not only Hattiesburg but the the entire Pine Belt here, um, over in your neck of the woods, and even down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, we have there's plenty of people around to, to be able to do it. Everybody just nearly needs to kind of do whatever they can do, whatever that is, and it'll go, really go a uh, a long way. Um, well, man, we have yapped about. Uh, as long as we can yap, and as of this recording, we are actually in game number two <laughs> of the Conference USA Championship. So uh, thanks so much, man, for coming on. Um, congrats yeah. again on uh, on on winning the uh, the state title. Uh, look for more in the future from that. Uh, what what you got going on this summer? You got baseball camps you need to push. You got uh, you, yeah. taking taking some vacation? Uh, no, we. I'll probably go over to Atlanta. You know, I'm a big Braves fan. Right. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably have found that out. Uh, but I, you know, we go over there several times a summer and watch, and I love doing that. My dad's actually from Georgia. He's from Macon, Georgia, so he grew up a Braves fan. And, and I've kind of, you know, without having a choice, that's what I've been my entire life. So um, he's been going to games his whole life. He was at Hank Aaron's 715th home run game. Oh, you know, my just goodness. Big Braves fan, and, and so I've, I've kind of, falling into that and and you know for most of my life it's been great in those you know the 90s and early 2000s where we were so good and then we went through this rebuild and it's been tough that the last couple of years watching them all that young talent they've got is uh is really exciting to watch too so i'll probably go over there a few times and and i helped matt miller over at 59 baseball in town uh right. coach one of his teams during the summer so i'll be kind of traveling around doing some of that too but uh you know, trying. You know, people don't realize the summer we're out of school, but it's, I don't really get much of a break because I I travel a lot, <laughs> helping Matt do that, and uh, which I like doing. And and you know, we do some summer stuff with our guys too. So my uh, my break time comes in the fall when I'm playing fantasy football and and watching football and don't have too much going on on the weekends. So. Sure, sure thing. Well, are, are there any baseball camps that West Jones is going to put on? No, we don't do any uh, okay. during the. During the summer, we do one right about Christmas. Um, 
that we put on that people just can that, just go to the West Jones website to find out information about that. Yeah, or our Facebook. We'll have whenever it gets closer. We have a Facebook page that that all that information will go out on. So yeah, um, we usually have a pretty good turnout, but could always use more. So that'll be around Christmas time. Cool, man. Well, dude, uh, thanks so much. And um, and like I said before, uh, good luck this uh, this next season. And uh, if you get down to the, uh, the tournament this weekend, man, on the coast, and give me a buzz, we'll definitely be there for. Uh, well, I mean, you never know which game we're gonna play, but. Uh, we'll definitely be yeah. there for Saturday and Sunday, no doubt. So, um, thanks again, buddy. Uh, and we always end the same way. So, uh, Southern Miss to the top. That was Trey Sutton. You can follow him on Twitter at Trey Sutton Seven. You can follow us on Twitter at To the Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout-outs. Shout-outs to collegesportsunfiltered.com. Shout-out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout-out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Shout-out to Drew Wick. Upcoming comedy shows. The big one on the radar right now is August the 2nd at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg, the fourth annual Laughs for Life. The guest this year... Frank Caliendo, master impressionist. You've seen him on Mad TV, ESPN, Fox NFL Sunday, and more. He's bringing along Keith Alberstadt, who's one of my favorites. Should be an amazing night in Hattiesburg. Also, we're back at Brewski's on August the 17th with Dan St. Germain, who's been on Conan, HBO, Fallon, Comedy Central. Hilarious guy. So that's going to be another good one as well. Keep voting for To The Top Talk. For Best Local Podcast in this year's Best of the Pine Belt Awards. It's going on right now at FestivalSouth.org. Do it for Bump. Bump's going to, but we win it. Bump's bringing it home. So you, you guys help him out and make that happen. That should be ending soon because the award show is coming up at the end of June. So we appreciate all the love and support. If you want to support the show, check us out. Patreon.com slash to the top talk if you want to run a commercial or just throw some love our way. Thank you guys so much for listening. Got another great interview for you next week. Look for us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe, give us a rating and review. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.